Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One, two, three. He wants to learn and get this stuff with my dad. He's okay. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Hey, fool. This is Mr. T. And I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day from one sweetheart to another sweetheart. Love you. Love you, babe. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Is that what that smell is? I think that's the smell of love. Live 
live from Studio C. It's my natural man musk. Wow. <laughs> Senor. <laughs> a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong Yeti Communications compound. And hey now, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. American hero Sean White, the grand old man of snowboarding at age 31. How about a tip of the hat to Valentine Day? Who cares? Most romantic day of the year. Right. And if, it, if, if you do not make this the most special day of the year, then whoever you're in a relationship with clearly doesn't love you. Right. Leave them. Divorce them. I think that is just Leave been... Leave a bag of flame and poo on their doorstep <laughs> if you don't live together. I think it's just been proven time and time again. Certainly. The more seriously you take Valentine's Day, the more healthier relationship. This is a test. A one-day test. Pass, fail. <laughs> a one-day test yeah. of the love between you. No matter your mood, health, status of your relationship, today is the day. We have, for instance... As a uh, married couple with two younger children, we have three, count them, three children's doctor's appointments today. Hmm. Excellent. Along with school. A- and so then the champagne and the candlelit dinner and the bath with the candles and, and then the violinist you've hired. And then, of course, the hot, hot sex. Oh, come on. <laughs> All night long. <laughs> right. Ah, <laughs> oh boy. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. Uh, my girlfriend was listening to the show, and she heard that Sean was making his girlfriend uh, dinner, and she Uh-oh. thought that was great. Yeah. So oh, I pressure's to, uh, on you. Well, no, so I had to top that, so I've set up a buffet with a <laughs> sneeze guard. I've got a chef. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, a guy with a chef's hat you know, carving meat over a heat lamp <laughs> and a soft-serve machine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. The soft serve machine. <laughs> Just keep calling over to her. It's all you can eat. Help yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> you go back as many times as you want. Chocolate it's pudding and butterscotch pudding. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good buffet when you have chocolate and butterscotch pudding. That's hilarious. Uh, there is Sean, whose smile lights up the room. Happy Valentine's Day, Sean. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day to you, Jack. Thank you. Uh, I, I had... Uh, I ordered something off of the uh, the Amazon.com because I'm a modern man. That's what I do. And uh, the paper shredder that I ordered arrived yesterday. And, oh, man, was that more fun than I was anticipating. I was just, Once I ran out of the, 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 the personal documents that I was shredding, getting ready to, I just started looking for, I'm not going to read this book again. Yeah. You, you bought a paper shredder? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Good awesome. man. Awesome. It's yeah. very sophisticated. Yeah. It was, uh, oh, my goodness, like phone. It's like, when was the last time I used a phone book? How many, how many times will it take me to really shred this phone book down to just nothing, just confetti? Well, Dude. you don't want somebody else to find it and, like, have all those phone numbers. No, no. <laughs> Do you have a number of damning documents that all of a sudden came upon you? Or just no, I, seemed like a good time. I live in an apartment with a, with a shared dumpster thing, and it is not uncommon for me to walk out into the wee hours of the night early morning when I'm arriving to work, and there are... Uh, Knights of the Open Road uh, rummaging right. through various sure. things. And uh, about a week ago, there was somebody full on like feet in there with a flashlight. And I got the sense that he wasn't wow. looking for recyclables. Right. So I just got the thing. You know, I'm throwing out, you know, cable bills idea. and credit card statement. You know, I just I, I, I it put up my radar. So I said, I, I can do this. This is easy. And uh, sleep yeah. better at night. So I just noticed I'm sticking my in my pockets. What What is this in my pocket? Uh-oh. I have. I have packing peanuts in my pockets. Hmm. How would that possibly happen? <laughs> what were you uh, attempting to transport in there? It had to be something one of my children did. Were you sure. shipped here this morning? I think I was shipped via UPS. <laughs> ground. Not even second day. Wow. <laughs> right. Been on the truck for like a week. 
Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Turns out 30% of Americans wait till the last minute to buy their Valentine's Day presents. So, I have a tip for you, my fellow procrastinators. Remember, nothing says loving better than a fistful of scratchers. <laughs> Think of the smiles, the laughter, the joy they'll bring your sweetie. And the best thing about it, you can pick them up at most places where you get your gasoline. So you can do two things at once. That's get your fantastic. stackers and your gas. Speaking of the last minute, i got to talk about my uh, yeah. second grader filling out his Valentine's oh, last yes. night. Excellent. You know, waiting till the last night. Cherished American tradition. Struggling to get them all correct and coming <laughs> up too short. Oh, which two did I miss? And have to go over the list again. Yeah. You know, I realized that, that the, there's the value in that because I was kind of right. thinking, I'm surprised this still happens and, you know, it's part of education and why does this happen? Is this a charming tradition or stupid? Which it is. But it is one of the great introductions to organization you ever have in schooling. Yes, where you have a so. you have a list right. and then you have a number of things you need to accomplish and you got stuff spread out on a table and you got to collate and you got to proofread yeah. and get names right and the rest of yeah. it yeah it's, and I, it's a rigorous and I remember that as as a kid like trying to come up with a system okay name envelope little heart little candy okay name then put that to the side this pile and right yeah it's the sort of thing you do at work so maybe that's why it still exists on the other hand the idea of giving everyone a Valentine's Day card that's love Marxism. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I want to talk about that later. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Wednesday, February 14th, the year 2018, we're setting you straight in 21-8. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here's the show officially beginning according to FCC rules and regulations. You love us. We love you. Let's get it on at Mark. The score's in. It's the return of the king in the men's half pipe. Sean White takes the goal. Woo! USA! USA! How old is he? It seems like he's been around my entire life. 31. That's all? Yep. Well, he won his first gold medal at age, what? 16, 16, 17? I would explain. Well, I suppose we could do some rather simple mathematics. And figure out he was like 19. Okay. But so he's been been in my life for a dozen years, so that's... Yeah. There you go. The flying tomato, they called him. Now Mm -hmm. he's a handsome young man. And at the press conference to talk about his triumphant return after horrifying injury, loss, etc., he was grilled about a sexual harassment thing. There you go. And that thing made that that uh, accusation might might uh, mark. Hmm, can I have a second take? Do we have enough film? Uh, might <laughs> mark a turning point in the whole sexual harassment thing. I think really and a bad one. I want to hear more about not that. a good one. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Trump lawyer paid the porn star. New warning: public employee pension costs are unsustainable, and we got a new test that determines if you are really in love. And my friends, this is science. <laughs> coming up, six thirty-five. Armstrong and Getty. Well, you know how you're really in love if you have a fantastic Valentine's Day. If you don't, well, then clearly your relationship is doomed. This is the important test. As Joe said, it's pass-fail. Um, how's mailbag? Oh, it's outstanding. Mirth, anger, ethos, pathos. Ethos and pathos. Yes. Fantastic. Sarcasm, sincerity, love, hate. Did we kill a whole bunch of Russian soldiers? We're going to talk to Mike Lyons about that a little bit later. Yeah, odd story. I'd say. Mm. Good stuff today on Valentine's Day. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. So there is a big 
threat assessment hearing yesterday in Washington, D.C., and they talked to the DNI, who oversees all your uh, uh, spy people. That's your director of national intelligence, Jack. Back to you. A uh, An added layer of bureaucracy that we didn't need after 9-11. Nor did we. No. I don't think we did. Or did um, we? Uh, and uh, the <clears throat> FBI guy and all that sort of stuff. And they talked about uh, really interesting stuff. Threats from Russia, threats from North Korea, uh, threats from China. Just really interesting stuff. And got, Iran, and more. It's, yeah. And it's gotten almost zero coverage. If you didn't watch a Fox show, you wouldn't even know that it happened, which is weird. It's all Porter all the time. Right. The guy that beat up his wives, and he's a scumbag, and I'm glad he's out, and, and the Trump team might have lied to us, and it's fully worth you know looking into. But are we only capable as a country of following one story at Partisan a time? Partisan gossip. Partisan gossip soared above important national security information in the nation's press. That's all you need to know about the nation's press. The stuff- I mean, the, the coverage of the Porter thing, it, it didn't dwarf the uh, coverage of national security issues. It eliminated it. Yeah, eliminated it. The fact that China, as was reported yesterday, has a network of spies across this country. Right. Speci- and all businesses and universities and colleges, big and small. And that whole Confucius Institute thing I was talking about last week is absolutely a nest of spies, as I tried to tell you. How Russia is uh, going to work on infiltrating our elections again, and they're really worried they're going to be able to actually change votes this time. All that stuff is damned interesting. We'll talk about it later. Right. And somebody brought up the whole quit fawning over the uh, North Korea at the Olympics thing. That came up yesterday. Amen. Boy, we're the conscience of the nation, aren't we? Maybe the voice of the West thing needs to go away. Now we're the conscience of the nation. <laughs> I don't know if I need Have that a low voice guy uh, track those for us. No, trust me, it's it's a good market marketing spin. It's a good moniker. The conscience of the nation. I like right. it because it's so over the top. Well, yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation. That get people's attention. Yes, when we're set, when we're handing out business cards and whatnot. The old C O N mailbag. Yeah, probably not yeah. good that that spells con. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good too. Yeah, that's even better. <laughs> Jose writes Ian in Tijuana. Okay, on the way. What's up? Being a person who appreciates a turn of phrase, I picked up something yesterday. Positive Sean was going on about cat care or figure skating or something, and you said, that <laughs> "Like goes, I do." <laughs> and you said that goes way beyond my level of interest. Beautiful word craft, my friend. I got to thinking most things are far beyond my level of interest. Most times I'm polite enough to nod and say, ooh, at appropriate intervals. Once again, I have come to the end of my own level of interest. Ian and Tijuana signs off. Well, what a coincidence, my friend. I was tiring of your email. Although I was uh, explaining to my oldest the other day about how if somebody you're, you know, you like, family member, best friends, if they're talking about something they're really excited about, go ahead and be excited with them. That's right. the nice thing to do. You want sure. people to be excited about what you're into. It's generosity, right? Right. It's kindness. Are you done with that speech? Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry. It's just, um, happy Valentine's Day. Writes Andrew from Philly. We already have a national show. Good morning, Jack and Joe. For last minute Valentine's gift, whenever it's Valentine's Day, I remember when I had the opportunity. Oh, we talked about this years ago, back when we took phone calls. This was a rare phone call from Andrew that wasn't dull. Ah, zabadabadoo. Uh, told you the story how I uh, had a girl I liked in high school, and I brought her fresh roses. She knew well I had picked them up at the cemetery where I worked in part-time the night before. From one of the graves? Her, <laughs> yes. Oh, her my classmates God. were all jealous, and no matter how hard she tried to explain where they came from, they wouldn't believe her. According to my sister, she brings that story up time to time still. 
Remember, it's the thought that counts. Funerals are usually around 11 a.m. Grounds crew and landscapers are done by 2. You're safe to go exploring around 2.30. Andrew from Philly. Wow. And if she's still talking about it, it's time for a Facebook post to that old high school girlfriend to see if you can split up a marriage. (laughs) Uh, I do like the idea of robbing a grave to try to get some. Of course, there's almost like a circle of life thing there. I mean, if I'm the the dearly beloved uh, in question... And a guy says to me, hey, Joe, first of all, sorry you're gone. If I grab these roses, chances are pretty decent I'm going to get over it tonight. Really great girl. I'm saying, dude, my roses are your roses. I, the dead, Good luck. The dead person might agree with you. The grieving widow or widower who put val- roses on a grave on Valentine's Day might not agree. Did she not leave them on the grave? Possession is nine-tenths of the law. So they Those are my the, roses. Belong to the dead person. That's right. Okay. Uh, let's that see. is macabre. <laughs> uh, moving along, here's a nice note from Mike. <clears throat> uh, the subject is the joy of retirement. I'm watching the Olympics in full for the first time as a new retiree. I own my time now. As a former Marine, the irony of sitting around watching the Olympics instead of working out is not lost on me. But he's really enjoying it. Enjoy yourself, Mike. Good for you. Thank you for your service. And uh, maybe I'll swing by and have a cold malt beverage with you one day and watch the Olympics. You know who else then, is? Then, I'm sorry, okay. Lou Yang. Then you have this from John. The Olympics won't be watching a single minute. Holds absolutely no appeal to me whatsoever. Yeah, what did we find? 68% of Americans watch the Olympics. So that's, you know. Sorry about the death of joy in your heart, John. Two out of three do, one out of three don't, yes. 68% of Americans plan to watch the Olympics. There's all sort of things I plan to do that <laughs> never even get close to happening. In two weeks, you'll catch some up. You know who's also kind of watching the Olympics in retirement? Who that? I read an article about this last night. Bob Costas, who was the main Olympics guy for years, he just kind of has gone away. No official, you're fired. Uh, he didn't refuse to do these events. He that was just, the rumor that I heard, that he, he, just he was, kind of stepped away from he it. He just wasn't invited for the Super Bowl, for the Olympics, for all this different stuff. That's the, weird. The, Why? The, the number one broadcaster, sports broadcaster of, of uh, the last, you know, probably two generations. Um, he just, he's just old and kind of went away. And he was bad mouth in the NFL, which really pissed a lot of people off. Oh, that's right. Yeah, in big sports. He said he's perfectly happy. He's still under contract. They believe a seven- or eight-figure contract. <laughs> For for several years to come and doing nothing, watching the Olympics at home. Wow. All right. Where do I sign <laughs> yeah, up? No kidding. Uh, we also got a note. I can't find it for some reason. I'm trying to paw through my stuff. Somebody saying, I can't watch it. The IOC is too corrupt. It's just ugly. Yeah, I get that. You know, I, I get that, too. I just think the plucky kids trying their hearts out is uh, is appealing. So. Yeah. It's it's corrupt through and through. It's, it's unbelievable how corrupt it is. Yeah. But... The 17-year-old girl doing the half pipe to see if she can do the best run of her life is completely real. Right. Uh, Jack, Joe, uh, have you ever wondered why the USA is so successful in the Olympic snowboarding events? You see, in America, most people live high up in the mountains where it snows all year (laughs) round. And all these people go to work or school down in the valleys below. The snow is so deep that plows can't clear the roads. And skis and snowshoes make you sink. So early Americans tied wide planks to their feet to commute down to the valley on top of the snow. Sometimes wolves and bears would chase the commuters so they'd have to jump off cliffs to elude them. That's This is how snowboarding was invented and why Americans win all the gold medals, signed Katie Couric. Of course, the worst part is after a long day at work, you got to snowboard back up the hill. <laughs> and that's just annoying. Well, that's why we're such a tough and resilient people. <laughs> uh, Stephen Roseville typed that for Katie Couric. Snowboarding back up the hill after work is just... You're tired already. And Boss then this. just yelled at you. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. 
on this. Uh, where did Katie Couric get her information about the Dutch folks skating to work? I heard she got a text about it. Honestly, this hey would explain now. many news. You know, I think that's a shot at you, Jack. I, I believe it is. I, I, gosh, I'm sorry I was duped into reading it. I'd say it was uh, a justifiable shot, and it landed. I hate to be used as the tool of Andy's sarcasm, <laughs> yet I have, I have been. The shame is mine. You know, she may have done it exactly like me. She just got a text about it and went with it. Wow, that's interesting, she thought, without <laughs> thinking much. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's J, first initial J. The J stands for J. The hated NPR is reporting China is buying European ports. Did you know? I assume it is the second step after privatization. You all support privatization, right? I think there's sarcasm there, Jay. I'm going to assume you are being sarcastic. If you are, I would say yes. In general, uh, we are for privatization, but not the selling of critical infrastructure to hostile totalitarian regimes. Perhaps you can recognize the distinction there. If you have two brain cells to rub together. A little anger there at the end. Not really. Mm, let's see. Seep through a bit. How much? Uh, <laughs> there was some seepage. Uh, how much time do we have there, Mike? Okay, that's perfect. Uh, nice note. We here. all only have this moment. Uh, wow. Go rob a grave. Bonnie writes your humorous comments on mending from broken bones. We were talking about how your healing time increases as you get older. On October 4th, 2017, I was rear ended on a freeway while riding my motorcycle. Last day of vacation. Hauled off to the hospital with a broken arm, four pelvic fractures, wrecked knee. Uh, 19-year-old distracted driver. Right. Sarah, Sarah. Been really rough road. I need to summarize because we're out of time. Your humorous banner regarding recovering from injuries as you get older was a breath of fresh air. It really lifted my spirits. Can't tell you how much it meant to me. Well, your note means a lot to us, Bonnie, and and get well soon. And uh, shout out to Bill, friend here at work, Brent, golf buddy of mine. Who, who had similar experiences recently. How about a shout-out to people who text and drive? Yeah, hey, you're really, really, really hurting people. Yeah, good Lord. Or you're about to. Um, Marshall's News is on the way. There's a lot to talk about today. Valentine's Day, people. God, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The United States is under attack, we were told yesterday by the Director of National Intelligence. I want to talk more about that later from China and Russia. Every day, all day. Yeah, it's something. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. I do want to uh, give you a quick update. The National Security Agency says everything is now under control. There are no immediate threats following a reported shooting near the super-secret NSA building in Maryland this morning. Three people were hurt, including a police officer. Shooters in custody. The campus, the NSA campus, is on lockdown at this time. Those are the details as we know, but they say everything's under control. White House likely to face a round of new questions after President Trump's longtime personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, admits to paying a porn actress, Stephanie Clifford, a.k.a. Stormy Daniels, $130,000 out of his own pocket. Shortly before the 2016 presidential election. So, let me uh, break this down for you. So, somebody who's on my payroll, who I pay a lot of money, paid out of his own pocket. How kind of him. I wonder if he got a raise, like, right after that by, I don't know, 130 grand. (laughs) 
I don't get this story. As Michael Chase said on Saturday Night Live, yeah. wait, a billionaire had sex with a porn star? Clutch my pearls. <laughs> I mean, who's who's surprised by this? I don't I don't know yet. Yeah, what is what what is where do I file this? Under hashtag me too? She's a porn skank and was doing it willingly, allegedly, to get on a TV show. To get on the apprentice, yeah. Right. Yeah. So is this under he's unfaithful to his wife? He's unfaithful to all his wives. So again, where do I file it? I don't know. Is this collusion with the Russians because she's blonde? I don't know. Is it surprising to anyone that he failed to declare it in his taxes? <laughs> is she an under? Should he a ten ninety nine der? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> anyway, uh, Daniels reportedly got paid the money to keep quiet about an affair she allegedly had with Trump soon after his youngest son Barron was born. To be fair, they are both denying it happened. Yes, Stormy Daniels and Donald yes. Trump say they never had sex. Yeah, although the but but you know it is. It is possible that his lawyer played paid this woman to not go tell a false story that close to the election. She says, I'm going to the National Enquirer and claiming I had sex with Donald Trump. And he says, here's 130 grand. Don't do that. I find the idea that it is true a lot easier oh, yeah. to buy oh, than yeah. that scenario. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. but they are both denying it. So what are you supposed to do when both of the participants in sex are saying, no, we didn't? Roll my eyes and move on with my life. That's what I need to do. Firing a warning shot about a very real problem cities and counties are facing all over the country these days. The California League of Cities issuing a warning about rising pension costs, calling them unsustainable. Wow, that's funny. I'm trying to think. Let's see. We've been saying that for years. Years. Nobody saw this coming. In their new report, the league is predicting public employees' pensions will shoot up at least 50% by 2024 and consume at least 16% of all general fund budgets, almost double what they do now. Well, it it sucks if you're on the receiving end because you didn't do anything other than take the job and, you know, and and be told this is what you're going to get. But if you're retired and you think you're going to get the amount of money you're supposed to get, you're not. You're just not. Look around the country. We'll have to There's see. A, the courts are going to be jammed up with these cases. Yeah. Where's the money going to come from? Yeah. As every city and state in the country goes broke. Current revenue. The league. They're going to they're gonna have to cut services down to the yeah. bone. You're going to be driving on dirt roads. The schools are going to be empty. Your kids are going to have to teach themselves. <laughs> Just because some, some courts will rule. Yeah. But no, you have a contract that with those pensioners. Right. you got to pay them. Right. And well, all those are just attractions to the true toil, which will be cannibalism. <laughs> Well, that's a prelude to the cannibalism, but, certainly. Uh, like they did up in Michigan, though. You just got cents on the dollar. Right. You were, you were supposed to get this pension the rest right. of your life. Sorry, you're not going to. Which really sucks. Yep. Yep. The league's advice right now is they're telling cities to attempt to pass local taxes to cover the cost increases. Yeah, the, the, I need to caveat that. Yeah. It really sucks. The only thing that would suck more is yeah. if I have to pay it. Yes. Because that's... I had nothing to do with it. That is by <laughs> I mean... far the likeliest outcome. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I had zero to do with it. Me paying for it is the worst outcome. The very brief overview, the unions bought the politicians. Mm-hmm. The politicians uh, made it easy for the unions to pass these enormous, or for uh, they gave the unions these enormous pensions. Completely unsustainable. At the moment they were passed on this show, we were howling that this was it can't be sustained. Uh, but it was a, it was a great swindle of the uh, the taxpayers by the unions and the politicians. And I'll I'll speak for California because I know it's politics best. Half of the legislature is former union lawyers. Well, all right, it's not half, but a lot of the legislature and a lot of the leadership of the legislature are union lawyers who just 
crossed over to the legislature side and negotiate with union lawyers over what the pensions ought to be. Corruptifornia. Sean White putting together an epic final run to claim gold in Olympic men's half-pipe figs exhibits. Double McTwist, 1260. Sean White, one more hit. Will it be enough? Frontside 12. Perfect. That is the run that he needed, and he put it down. He got the one more hit. I think something Sean White is familiar with. Oh my <laughs> allegations! Who are the alligators? That was the third gold medal of his, his his career, and shortly after winning this year's gold, White was getting criticized on social media and questioned in a press conference about sexual misconduct allegations made in a lawsuit that was settled several years ago by a former female member of his rock band. White telling reporters at his presser, "You know, honestly." Here to talk about the Olympics, not, you know, gossip. So, um, but uh, I don't think so. I am who I am, and I'm, and I'm proud of who I am, and my friends, you know, love me and vouch for me, and, uh, and I, I, I think that uh, stands, stands on its own. Don't never, ever trust Whitey. All right, so here's the story. Yep. They played in a band together, mm-hmm. and the band was doing things that virtually every band I've ever been in did. Making jokes, zapping funny, uh, obscene texts around, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and she says she didn't like it. Uh, sexually disturbing videos, vulgar sexual remarks about her relationship with her boyfriend, et cetera, et cetera. Th- this is the sort of thing that has occurred with every member of every band I've ever played in, including some with women. I will tell you this. If you are starting a band, do not have any women in your band. It's too dangerous. If you are hiring somebody in your office, you probably should go with a guy. Too dangerous now to hire a woman because she might misinterpret something and you're going to be on the receiving end of a hell of a lawsuit. Your career will be over. Furthermore, you know, just, well, I would be very, very careful about hiring any woman. And that's not to take away from the injustice of sexual harassment and the ugliness of it and how totally inappropriate it is. But if we're at the point where... You know, jokes about your boyfriend in a rock band are actionable, legally speaking. You would be a fool to have any female in a band. Forget it. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice you didn't, of the West. You didn't get to the love stuff on Valentine's Day. You want me to go back yeah, and do the love stuff? I want to stuff? do the love stuff. All right. Here's the love stuff. I mean, it's day. Valentine's Day. It's one of the most important days of the year. That is You, you know, true. if I vomit, you're going to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On this Valentine's Day, we've got a famous neuroscientist who says there will be a medical test that can detect if people are really in love wow. within five <laughs> years. <laughs> Dr. Fred Noor has written a book about love, says the test will use an MRI-style machine to look for certain chemicals in the brain. Those chemicals are called non-apeptides, and they show up in large numbers when somebody is truly in love. Do we need this? Don't people know when they've fallen in love? Well, maybe you're faking it. Trying to get at her inheritance or yes. something. Yes. What if you... What so if she's going to slap you on the table, put the MRI helmet on you. <laughs> I assume it makes that noise. What if you have evil intent and yes. you're, you, you, know, you want the man or woman's fortune? Nora suggests that one day partners might be able to opt in for premarital scans before saying, I do. Her fortune or her booty otherwise. Well, I mean, maybe... Yeah, I love you. Every- oh, yeah? 
put on the brain scan helmet. <laughs> every grown-up knows that the part of the brain that lights up within love is different in that like first couple of months than it is the rest of your life. I mean, that's just silly. Well, no, no. Maybe uh, they, they got it down. They yeah, got, the, they, come they on. got the analysis. They it's get the brain, the MRIs. Huh? World-famous neuroscientist. Right. Are yes. you a world-famous yeah. neuroscientist? No, you're not. <laughs> there you go. That's your love story for this time around. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Lots of great love songs today, huh, oh, Michael, yeah. on Valentine's Day? At this sausage party, we got three married men and three in the blooms of dating. Oh, yeah. The blooms. Ah, the blooms. Good times. We've got all the bases covered of what it's like on Valentine's Day for and a dude. I've got one who will appreciate a fistful of scratchers. Yes. Wow. You're Down your, to Earth Cal. Giving your girlfriend a fistful of scratchers. Yep. Well, will you scratch them out together? Is that part of the oh, yes. romance? Uh, yes, Wink it is. arms. <laughs> well, and also, to keep us all honest, I mean, if she wins big, I've, I want my share. Oh, there you yeah. go. Maybe get her a lighter and some taquitos when you're there at the convenience store. Wow. Wow. Taquitos. It's a three-pack. You got lighters for days now. <laughs> you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. The worst part of Valentine's Day is when you call to order flowers and you order the flowers and then the guy on the other end of the phone says, and what would you like the card to say? And then you're like, no, you should write, you should say something romantic or maybe even poetic to write in the card. But in order to do that, you have to dictate it to a stranger, (laughs) which is not comfortable. I mean, dear Kathy, I love you. You mean the world to me. Happy Valentine's Day. Love Snooky Bear. It's not, it's a violation is what it is. Americans will spend $400 million on Valentine's Day cards this year. Or $4 trillion or $40. I could say any number, and it right. doesn't make any difference. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, those, those statistics are always amusing to me. It is second only to Christmas, though, in terms of buying cards, if you're in the card-making business. Hmm. I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah. Very few of us send Halloween cards, for instance. Perhaps we should. Groundhog Day cards. May the uh, dead not rise from the grave and terrorize you. That's Halloween carton might say that. Happy Halloween, yeah. fool. I like the uh, <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> uh, I, I like the uh, Mexican Day of the Dead thing, where you take a day and you pay tribute to your ancestors, and you specifically, you bring them up, you talk about it, you think about them. And, I like the theory. You, I don't you, like I don't like all of the skeleton imagery. You don't? I love it. I've got a, a, a painting of the Day of the Dead right inside my front door. Well, it's a grown-up. They're up, jamming I, out on uh, instruments. As a grown-up, I'm a fan of My children don't really like it. Oh, really? Yeah. Just freak them out? Um, uh, duh. So, my kids at school, I guess they'd still do this. Everybody's bringing Valentine's cards. You don't have to, but you can. Hmm. And uh, Sam wanted to. You have to give everybody one. Right. So my wife was saying when she went to school, it was just um, you just gave 
Valentine's Day cards to the people, whoever you wanted. Some people you did and some people you didn't. And mm-hmm. it was a huge popularity contest and very painful. Yeah, great opportunity for humiliation. Very painful for a lot of people, yeah. yeah, as you could be, you could be, you know, and it's particularly rough if you're a girl, you could be the girl that got a card from everybody, and you could be the g- girl that got no cards. Mm-hmm. And um, Trying to pretend like it didn't bother you, just trying to let that moment pass. Right. Yeah, awful, awful. I, I, I wonder about a lot of this this kid stuff, if it's, you know, really important part of, of being resilient and stronger and learning the way life works, or it's just cruel torture of tiny kids, mm. <laughs> some of this stuff. And, you know, I don't know, I go back and forth depending on the thing. But I remember when I, when I was a kid in school, the manufacturers of Valentine's Day cards put skunks in the Valentine's Day cards. In the package of cards, there'd always be a couple of skunks. At least the ones we bought at Kmart or wherever we went to. Mm-hmm. And there'd be like two skunks in each pack, and everybody would give the skunks to the girls they liked the least. And the poor girl that, for whatever reason, was unlike because she was shy or not as attractive, would get all skunks. And everybody thought it was just funnier in hell, all of us kids. And I can't imagine anything more awful than that to do to a little girl. It's hard to imagine why you would uh, have that as part of the school day unless you're, you know, the Hitler youth or something like that. Yeah. You're trying to weed out the weak. Yeah, I can see how kids got into it because kids will do practically anything. But the fact that the grown-ups allowed it and the card companies made the cards that way, yeah. with, I guess, that in mind, it just it just seems horrifying to me now. And I don't have a daughter, but it just seems horrifying to me now. Was the original intent to encourage bathing? Do you give that to the kid who fails to bathe? And, I can't imagine. And then the way they did it when my when, when my wife was in school, just the whole, you know, that girl got a ton, and my wife said there, there were years where she got very few, and it was horrifying. She dreaded Valentine's Day, as yeah. you would. Yeah. Uh, just, just awful. So now, and maybe you think this is like eliminating dodgeball and making us a weak country or whatever, but they all have to bring them for everybody if they bring them at all. You just fill one out for everyone. I, th- I think we can draw the line at emotional abuse. Yeah, I, I can't see any upside for a little girl being singled out as not as popular mm-hmm. when you're six years old. Right. I mean, how could that possibly be good for you? Now, the whole <laughs> career day, don't say you're going to be a rapper or a basketball player. I'm fine with that. You know, that's, that's, that's I suppose you could if you were going to be particularly sensitive. Say, you know, that's killing people's dreams. But it's not. Give me your plan B. Insurance. It's a good, solid industry. Everybody needs insurance. I want to be the West Regional Manager for Insurance Company. It evens out the road ahead, having good insurance coverage. (laughs) Hey, there's a new uh, iPhone update coming out. We're going to talk to Mike Lyons coming up in just a few minutes, by the way. I don't know if you know this. Another thing that's not getting much coverage. Well, there's no time because there's gossip about the White House. Um, we killed a whole bunch of Russian soldiers, it would appear. Some, Maybe hundreds. Somewhere between a dozen and 600, depending on which news outlet you, li- you listen to. Uh, what happened there? Russians stormed one of our bases, and we killed them all, and, and we're kind of keeping it quiet, and Putin's kind of keeping it quiet, so we don't end up at war with each other. But anyway, Mike Lyons talking about that coming up. New iOS update out from Apple that I kind of like. First of all, it uh, deals with the whole throttling your battery thing. Mm-hmm. Or throttling your phone if your battery's getting weak thing that they had built into their software. They did away with that. But Throttle my battery, baby. On Valentine's Day especially. <laughs> um, but now you can go into a certain feature and look at your battery health and see where you are. on wow. your uh, Compared to when your battery was new, see how strong it is. 
and have an idea whether you want to replace it as opposed to just, you know, waking up one day and it doesn't work anymore the way it used to be. Right. I, I like that. Yeah. That yeah, seems like, like a step too. forward. All righty. Plus more on the uh, Susan Rice uh, weird conspiratorial email. There is a Pakistani gang that makes the old stole my kidneys urban legend seem tame. Re- really? It's real. But it's real. Do, do you, don't go to sleep tonight until you've heard this story. <laughs> Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash CV for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.